I've said it once and I'll say it again, I think careers education is one of the most underrated aspects of higher education. And I think the reason is, effective careers education takes time. Most people need the chance to try different things, to dip their toes in various different pools before deciding where to jump in. But if we as, I suppose, a society and a career education system can give those students and graduates the time to do that, they'll often find their own path. And I think Anya Collins' story backs me up on that very well. Welcome to Graduate Compass, the podcast for graduates who haven't quite figured out what their next step is going to be. So Anya, what did you go to study as a degree originally and what are you doing now? Yeah, so after school I started studying music in the Cork School of Music, which is part of CIT, and that was a four-year degree course. Um, So after that then I kind of took two years out where I did different things and then I started a two-year master's in primary teaching in Mary I. So I've just come to the end of that there now. So just waiting on results. Um, so hopefully I'll be a qualified primary teacher soon. <laughs> and there's there's quite a big shift from music to teaching. Can you talk us through how that shift came about? I think for a lot of people, it does seem like it's a big shift from music to teaching. But for me, it didn't feel like a massive shift in a way, because as part of my degree course, there were like class teaching modules. So there was like a focus on music education. So like from an outsider's perspective, it it probably does seem different. And it is obviously quite different because like in my undergrad, there was a focus on as, as well as education, like a big focus on performance and things like that. But I suppose I always did have an interest in more like the education side of things. I also had an interest in maybe like the music therapy, community music side of things. But... Um, I chose to go more down the education route. So, yeah, so from my perspective, it kind of was something that had been on my mind. So it didn't feel like a total change or a total like gear shift or anything. So when you went to do music in CIT, I appreciate you said you were interested in following the kind of educational side of things. But was there any part of you that wanted to be a full time musician? Yeah, I think when I yeah. So when I started the degree, it definitely wasn't with going into teaching in mind. When I started the degree in music, I would definitely have been interested in the performance side of things. And especially because like in School of Music, the CIT, so in the CIT School of Music, there is an emphasis placed on performance. Um, and obviously when that's the emphasis that's placed on something as part of a degree, like you want to like excel at that as well. Um, so yeah, I definitely had an interest in the performance side of things going into it. And it was kind of as the degree developed then, and as I went through the few years that I like found my niche a little bit more and found what I was good at. Um, so that's kind of probably how the interest in education developed. So were they modules that were specific around the topic of education or were you involved in some kind of extracurricular activities? Yeah, no, it was modules specifically for education. So it's actually a really brilliant degree course. They kind of like covered the whole spectrum of music, I suppose. Like there's academic subjects in terms of like there's history of music, um, opera studies, all of those. Then there's the performance-based modules and things. Um, And then there also are 
modules that focus on music education. So one that I did was class teaching, where like I had the chance to go into a primary school one day a week for eight weeks, um, where I was able to like teach music to primary school students. So that was really great experience. And there was also instrumental teaching modules. Um, and then there was like community music modules and music therapy modules. So yeah, it was it was through the experiences that I got as part of the degree really that I developed, I suppose. And Anya, did you find letting go of the performance side of things difficult or was that a fairly easy thing to do? I Yeah, I definitely found it difficult after the first year. So um, like I said, there was a huge emphasis placed on it as part of the degree and like amongst my friends. Um, and like I was in college with people that were so talented and really like excelled at the performing. Um, so then I really wanted to. So it was definitely a hard pill to swallow when I realized like it probably wasn't like where I personally excelled. Um, but I suppose I did find as well that there were other elements of performing that I was better at, like say, like I'm a piano player, so I was maybe better at like accompanying than I was at like solo performance. So then I was able to focus on my strengths a little bit more, but it definitely was a challenge to accept it. Yeah, definitely. And was there anything specific you could do to let go? Um, well, after my first year, like I was considering, would I actually drop out and change course? Because in my mind, like I think I can definitely be a bit of a perfectionist so in my mind if I wasn't going to be excelling at performing then like I was like why well I why would I stay in school of music so like I was thinking of that and talking about that like with my parents and stuff but then I think just from talking to friends and I think just from discussing with them like how the other things that school of music could offer me as well like even like it focuses on the practical element of whatever module you're doing which doesn't only benefit you if you're doing performance like how I mentioned that I did class teaching and I got practical experience doing that so I think it was just a case of nearly working through it myself talking through it with people um and I'm like it's funny because if I had decided if I had decided to change course I could be here and I could be saying that that was the best thing to do you know like it's I made the decision to stay and kind of gave it my all then for what I was good at and for what I developed an interest in then. And thankfully it worked out. And it does sound like it was made easier by the fact that you enjoyed the educational side of it, that you enjoyed the teaching side of it. And, you know, if you hadn't enjoyed those things, then actually maybe there would have been more of a conversation about, right, I need to go do something else. Exactly. It's not like I did have a massive interest in other sides of it so like even though for my first year there I kind of thought the performance route was what I wanted to go down like it was totally like I'm so happy with what I did focus on during the degree I did have a massive interest in it so exactly if I hadn't had that passion for the other aspects of the course it probably would have been better to change but yeah luckily I really enjoyed education loved it really and loved the experiences I had in the community music and music therapy and everything so yeah it worked out it worked out okay but it's really interesting because there was obviously a little bit of interest or maybe a big bit of interest in teaching while you're doing your degree. But then there's this two year gap. But where was teaching in your mind during that period of time? It's actually funny now. It, when I got to the end of the four years, I during my fourth year, I was preparing for the interview for primary teaching because to do the master's, you have to do 
um, an English and an Irish interview. So during my fourth year, I was preparing for it, but my heart wasn't really in it, to be honest, um, because I did love my degree and I was kind of throwing everything into my final year of that. So I was preparing for the interview, but my heart wasn't really in it. I didn't end up getting the interview. And then at the end of my fourth year studying music, I actually decided to start a master's the following September in accompaniment in the School of Music again. So even though I said that I had kind of given up on the performance after first year, I think there was still a part of me that obviously was interested in pursuing it. So I started the master's in accompaniment, but actually really didn't enjoy it at all. Um, I think there was probably just a part of my personality that wasn't willing to give up on it. So I kept with it and it just didn't suit me. Um, so I gave that up after one semester. And then I was working in a school called the Cork Life Centre, which was amazing. And it's a school in Sundays Well, and it caters to students that aren't, it's teenagers that aren't in mainstream education anymore, um, for whatever reason. So I was teaching there, which again, played into like the education side of things. And I loved it, absolutely loved it. So while I was there, I again was preparing for the masters in primary teaching and I got it that time. So I actually deferred starting the masters in primary teaching and moved to Chicago for a year, just um, not doing anything to do really with education or performing. Um, I, but I, I was working in an opera house, but it was more um, administrative side of things, but just I wanted to go traveling. So then I came back and started the primary teaching masters. Do you know, it's really interesting and please correct me if I'm wrong here, but it does sound like that you knew from a quite an early stage that teaching was where you were headed, but that you hadn't quite accepted it yet and that you had to explore every single option or, or maybe a variety of options before you were willing to go down the, the route of teaching. I think it felt like the safe option in a way. Um, and like, I remember, I, like, I think when people talk about going into teaching, sometimes it is from that perspective, like it's view. So I didn't want to do it because it was safe, even though I had an interest in it. I feel like I, I didn't want to just go into it because it was safe or easier, even though it's not not an easy profession by any means, but I didn't want to go into it because it was seen as that kind of. So I did kind of go a roundabout way to it. Um, yeah. The idea that teaching was seen as a safe option, I find very, very interesting, but it also makes a lot of sense because music, I think, would be widely accepted as being perhaps a more difficult career path for various reasons in terms of trying to make a living out of and i suppose any people or groups of people who are going to go in and do a course like that are kind of accepting that reality that yes i want to try and make a career in this but this may be a difficult route so it sort of makes sense to me as well that there would be a resistance to that uh or, or to the idea of then going down a traditionally what people, you know, not not an easy route, but certainly what people call a safer route in terms of job security. Um, and it, yeah, it just makes sense to me that that kind of pressure and that kind of, you know, moving from one extreme to the other would play a big role in the decision that you and your classmates made. Yeah, like I think, um, like when I was coming out of school and when I chose to do music, like I... I, I, I didn't, 
I suppose I didn't want to do something where I just kind of fell into a job after school and like music was something that I had a passion for so that's kind of why I chose it and then again when I came to the end of music even though I, I kind of have always known that teaching is something I probably would veer into um, I didn't want to do it just because it was falling into my lap I suppose like I wanted to make I suppose I wanted to make sure that whatever I ended up doing I was kind of doing it for the right reasons or because I was choosing to. So it sounds like it was something that you didn't want to be a backup because you'd failed at the first one, but instead was something you had actively chosen to do. Yeah, I think so. I think so, definitely, because I do, like, I read, I, I obviously, like, respect the teaching profession so much. Like, it's the one that I've chosen to pursue and I I I really don't like the idea of people just like falling into it because there's like nothing not you know like nothing better that they want to do so I I think like I I think that it's important that people go into it for the right reasons so I suppose I wanted to do the same the period between finishing your degree and doing your teaching qualification you had a lot of work experience can you talk us through the work experience you had both in Cork and then in Chicago yeah um so like when I was teaching in the life center in Cork I absolutely loved it um and loved the education side of things and I think because prior to that something else I and I kind of mentioned that I would have been interested in was like music therapy um and that was something that I was kind of saying to myself would I go into music therapy um because I did really enjoy it. But then having had that experience of, of teaching for an extended period of time in the life center, I kind of realized that it was actually the education that I was passionate about um, and, that I, and that I wanted my job to be involved with like education and learning. Um, and then I went to Chicago where, like I said, I wasn't doing anything to do with either performing or um, like playing music or teaching um, I was working kind of in as an administrative assistant I suppose in or a customer service representative really I suppose more than anything in the opera house there um, and I loved that because obviously it was like a new experience and I was in an amazing city but while I was there I definitely was looking forward to coming back and starting something that I knew I'd be passionate about um, so even though I enjoyed it I was looking forward to the chance to do something that I really, really cared about. Do you know, I think it's something that we potentially don't talk enough about in career development, that sometimes walking away from an area that you're interested in and interested in developing in and that you, you love and giving yourself a break by doing something else can give you a fresh perspective on your career path and where you're going and um how to develop further I suppose yeah I think definitely and I think like sorry to interrupt you but I, I think I definitely have found and even the way I started the masters in the school of music in accompaniment like it was through doing something that I found out I didn't or through doing something that I didn't enjoy that I found out what I really do love and enjoy so yeah I definitely agree with you there so you're just about to finish your teaching qualification. I was wondering if you could talk us through what that has been like and what you've learned over the course of doing this particular program. Um, 
So it, it was a two-year master's. Um, so I started it in September 2018. And yeah, it was definitely very different to my undergrad um, and a big learning curve. Like I said, my undergrad was very focused on like the practical side of things, whatever the module was. It was very, very practical. And even though this master's obviously was practical as well in that, like we had teaching placements and things, there was like much more of an academic side to it as well, where like in terms of referencing and um, like a critical approach to questions that I wouldn't have experienced to the same extent in my undergrad. So that was a big learning curve, but I, I loved it. I mean, I loved the course. Obviously, we did have a module in music in the PME, which is the Masters in Primary Teaching, but we also had modules in all of the primary school curricular areas. So Irish, English, maths, geography, history, like science, all of them. So and I actually loved that because although like I do have a passion for music and loved studying music and still love music, I do actually have an interest in a lot of areas. And I think that that is one of the reasons why primary teaching really, really suits me as a job. Um, and hopefully will suit me going forward. I'm just curious because obviously you mentioned that there were certain aspects are different. You know, you, you mentioned how the referencing was different and it sounds like maybe this course was a bit more academic than your undergraduate. So I'm just wondering, was there anything that surprised you about teaching uh, during, during the training that maybe you hadn't thought about before you'd started the course? I suppose yeah there definitely were like it's I, I suppose I hadn't realized when you're a primary school teacher how many different roles you have to take on um and obviously depending on the school context you might have to take on take it on to a to like a lesser extent or to a to a more full extent so like for example you you know in a lot of cases you're filling out forms and things that might be going to social workers um or forms for students that might need um speech therapy or occupational therapy and and this is my understanding of it now like having just completed the course but not having actually like been working in the role so um obviously maybe come back to me in a year and I'll have a better understanding but um so yeah in all of that was definitely kind of new information to me I suppose and then also in terms of like the level of assessment and things that teachers have to do um so all of that was definitely new and definitely a learning curve yeah did any of those things put you off no they actually really didn't um no no definitely not um it wouldn't put me off at all i think the only thing is it's it's challenging for teachers because because they have to take on so many roles they they from, from teachers I've spoken to, they often don't feel prepared for every role that they have to take on. So I'd be a bit daunted by that, um, but it wouldn't it wouldn't turn me off at it all. So just for the benefit of anyone listening at home, because I don't know if you are aware of this, Anya, but um, my mother and your mother are friends, but I don't know if you know that it was your mother who recommended you for this podcast. Oh, and- did you? Yeah, yeah, that's that's how you that's how you came on my radar with this. Um, so because of that, I am aware that you are actually still performing as a bit of a side gig, and I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, I suppose I am still performing. 
um, she's probably talking me up a bit now. So I don't know. I don't know um, if it'll be that interesting. But like I would, like I would perform at weddings and funerals and things like that. And it's definitely something I want to do more of now that I'm finished studying for the masters because. Like while I was doing the masters, I was so busy, um, and I and I really did miss performing. And like I I sing as well, so I I was studying voice as well while I was in the school of music, and like I haven't studied that now for years, and I haven't been actively singing in years. So going forward, I would love to incorporate performance into my life a bit more in terms of like maybe even just joining a choir or maybe trying to do more weddings and things like that um, and I'm lucky I suppose that primary teaching is a profession where you have the time to do that like you have the shorter days and holidays off and things like that so yeah I'm still doing a bit of performing and would definitely love to do more in the future. So do you want to give yourself a bit of a plug? Is there a website people can go to or a social media page? Because one of, and I have to say, I think the cutest things is that you're not just performing on your own, but you're also performing with your partner, usually at weddings, which I think is so sweet. <laughs> yeah, so Donald, my boyfriend, did the did the degree with me as well. So we, yeah, we play at weddings and things. Like we're, we're not very, we don't do it very often, to be honest, but there's no website um, but I suppose if anyone really wants us to perform, they can get in contact with you. <laughs> you can pass it on. Absolutely. That is uh, no problem. Um, so just looking back on your kind of experience so far, I mean, you, you've done your degree in music. You've got you've gone and done a lot of work experience, both in Ireland, but also in the United States. Uh, you've done a master's, uh, not just the one you're doing now, but you did a, a previous one, uh, which you didn't like and you ended up leaving. So you've experienced a lot. And I'm just wondering what advice you would give to anyone who was in a kind of a similar position to you where they've done a degree in one thing and realized, actually, this isn't quite the path I thought it was or the path I want to go down and how to figure out uh what step they should take next just wondering what advice you had for anyone in that kind of circumstance yeah well first of all I'd probably say like that's totally fine like it can be a scary change to make but especially in this day and age it's so common like so common so many people I know have studied one thing and then done a master's in another thing and in some cases then they've done a master's in another thing then again so and I don't I also feel like you never fully know what the right step is to take like I know in my own experience even when I went into primary teaching I was thinking I hope this is the right thing to do you know like I like you never fully know everything is kind of a leap of faith and all you can do is make the best informed decision that you can and then take that leap of faith and like some people are lucky enough to just know and it's great for them. But I think for most of us, like there always is an element of doubt. So I think, yeah, I'd say just like take a leap of faith, keep moving, keep doing something. And like, don't be afraid to make mistakes while you're trying to figure it out. Um, because like we said earlier, I think you definitely learn. You sometimes learn what you like by doing what you don't like for a while. <laughs> so, yeah. I absolutely 100% agree with you. So just as a slight tangent to my previous question, 
were there any mistakes that you made along the way that you wish you had known were mistakes before you did them? Do you know, like I probably would say maybe I wouldn't have started the Masters and then the one that I dropped out of. But at the same time, I still learned things from it. Like I learned for even though it was only one semester, like in terms of my own skill, like I I learned from the teachers that I had and like I probably wouldn't have had the same experiences following that if I hadn't done it so like I obviously money-wise and things I probably it would have been better if I hadn't started it because I suppose you know it was one semester that didn't like contribute to anything any degree or or qualification afterwards but I yeah I couldn't say that I wish I hadn't done it because I definitely still learned from it because it does sound like it was something you had to go through to get to the next stage I think it definitely, yeah, I think it definitely was. Um, I think it definitely was probably something, yeah, that I did have to, like, get out of my system. And to realise that, like, teaching is a passion too. Um, and, like, I, it's something that I am so much more passionate about than performing. And I think, yeah, I had to realise that by pursuing the performing, realising I didn't have the passion, and then redirecting into what I actually was passionate about. What I really like about Anya's story is how honest and open she is about her thought process and emotions as she was going through her whole experience. The idea of going to do a degree in an area you're interested in and afterwards finding out that while you're still interested in that subject, maybe you're not interested enough to follow it as a career path is really common. And so is the idea of wanting to change afterwards. If you think this only happens to performance-related subjects, you would be totally wrong. I've seen it happen to history graduates, to law graduates, to psychology graduates, people who went to university to study the subject they studied because they were very interested in it. But there's a difference between being interested enough to study subjects and pursuing it as a career. And while that's a very stressful place to be, if you're just realizing that as you're going through it, the optimist in me wants to point out that it's also a great opportunity. If you have a degree, regardless of what it is, you have an option to pursue multiple different career choices. That is why I started this podcast, to highlight those. So if you're in that situation, don't stress, keep learning, and as a cheeky plug, keep listening. Also, a congratulations to Anya. She has actually got her first job in teaching since the recording of this episode. And I just want to say a massive congratulations to her. Her passion for teaching really came across in the interview. Anyway, that's it from me. I'm Keanu Sullivan. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Graduate Compass. Remember, if there is a degree subject or specific industry you would like to be featured on any future episodes, then we would love to hear from you and know what you are trying to find out. Our email is info at graduatecompass.ie.